this thing off here. It's TikToking. So we were talking about getting pulled over at the border right before we, right? Is that what yep. you're saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Pulled over at the border, and then I was like, because uh, you said you went to teacher's college in Buffalo, and I was yeah. like, I've only been pulled over at the border a few times, like where they've gone through our stuff. Yeah. And one time was in an RV. Most of the time, it's when you're in an RV. Right. They're gonna pull you over, right? Because yeah, there's enough there's enough place to stuff some stuff. Yeah, and you're usually <laughs> it's a bunch. You've been you've been like just if you've gone somewhere and you've just like lived uh well beyond like any your your what a human should do you haven't slept you right just booze like crazy you've like and you're not an 80 year old man like you know if an 80 yeah. year old couple that you know that fits but you're it's a, it's, usually it's me yeah. and a bunch of, of guys who have just been drinking for it's a week very and, suspicious yeah, yeah they're like these guys could be up to anything and a lot of times we were you know and uh <laughs> i remember we went to bristol with my uncle, and so it's my uncle's RV, and so it's uh, two of my uncles, and then th- uh, my two cousins and me, and then uh, we're going down to Bristol, and then uh, I remember we stopped at a grocery store, and uh, and my uh, we go buying groceries, and all my uncles are buying is like peanut butter, <laughs> uh, uh, like hot dogs, and you know white bread, and like uh, that's it, nothing else. And then uh, I I put oranges and um, and I had <laughs> like, like an exotic oranges salad. Man. I had a bag of sal bags of salad, you know. Rookie. And bags. I remember. Uh, and then we bought bacon and eggs and stuff like that. So I remember my my one uncle. He's like, picks up the salad and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, <laughs> like, I thought you were a vegan. Like, I was like, I just want some He goes, "What the fuck is this?" And he 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 tossed it. I think we already even already <laughs> paid for it. He just like. How do you put this on a peanut butter sandwich? <laughs> I guess this is when we're unloading the. We already gr- bought crunchy peanut butter. We don't need yeah. crunchy salad on it. So, anyways, we uh, we're unloading the groceries. He tosses the salad. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then uh, and then he, then we go on and we're unpacking our the rest of the groceries. The bacon's uh, missing. There's no bacon, right? Oh no! And uh, he must have tossed the bacon with the salad. You know. So then, uh, as it turns out, uh, the whole weekend we, we're looking. We, that much bacon could still be here somewhere, you know. And then we get pulled over at the border. Now, uh, on the way back to, the, we had a little bit of uh, hash, <laughs> and I had that orange. I made an orange bong, you know, a bong, like a you know, like an apple bong. So you're thinking. But I made it out of an, the orange, and we just smoked the hash out of this orange. Jesus you know? fuck! How old are you? Uh, like uh, forty something. Oh, <laughs> the, nine. The, the perfect age to to core out a you orange. Just, you just take a bottom. regular orange. You take a take a pencil. You put it in the top. You put it in the side, and then you're able to just like uh, you you can just suck out of the side and you you burn the hash in the top. You know, like that. Yeah, I'm and not gonna the, use this. I'm so, not gonna use this advice. In my life, is it orange? I'm, not, I'm just not. Gonna well, whatever. Get... We had a problem. We had a bag of oranges <laughs> and we had a little bit of hash, and we had to use it up before we get it's to the smarter. border. Yeah, you're resourceful. All right. So we. <laughs> so my uncles are they? They're kind of like, uh, you know, maybe not asking any questions. They're at the front of the RV. That's cool. We're in the back. Of the RV messing around with this orange thing and and uh, blowing out the window. But I think they're kind of on to us, eh? You know, our, <laughs> the uncles. So uh, we get to the border. And uh, we get told we have to go pull over over there. And uh, my uncles are really worried that we we got more of this, like, uh, 
hash or whatever in the vehicle that we're going to get in trouble for, right? But it's already gone. It's run out the window or smoked or whatever we do with it. But are they, like, freaking out? Well, my uncle's a little concerned, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, there's, it's, tench, it's tense because of this. Eh? <laughs> okay. like, what are you guys doing this sort of, sort of stuff? Like, where do you even get that nonsense? You know, that sort of, you know, there's a worried about us, right. you know? We're like, don't worry, we got it, you know. We, we're not we're not stupid. We got rid of that stuff a long time ago. So uh, the guys are going through our whole RV, and it's pretty tense because we don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I forgot maybe. something in my pocket or, like, who knows, you right, know. Like, right, we've right. been drinking the whole weekend, you know. There's some hazy moments. I don't know. What if they find something? Yeah. And then uh, – the people come out of the RV and then they just go, uh, my uncle just looks at him and, and uh, he goes, uh, you find any bacon in there? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, he didn't, they let us go. Anyways, uh, we should get this show started, eh, fellas? Yeah, sounds about right. Hey, I got a slap rattle. Let's play a theme song. Hit it, Kevin. It's like church. Welcome everybody live from the Dutch Hall. I'm your host Pete Van Dyke. I am um, your host and two-time President's Club Award winner Pete Van Dyke. That's better. And I'm glad to welcome you here back to the pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario to the greatest podcast ever in the history of mankind. Undisputed, I think. Pretty sure. Nobody has disputed it. No one's ever disputed it. And today, I think we got a great show, not only because we have the greatest band in Canadian late night history, <laughs> the Nocturnal Emissions, comprised this week of Kevin Van Dungeon, everyone. <laughs> hey, look at that. And uh, But we also have a great guest, and he's uh, not been uh, uh, at the Dutch Hall since the roast of Pete Van Dyke, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And where I said some very church. unkind things. They're hilarious, though. <laughs> They were, they were really Dude. good. They were really good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Gale is back. Yeah. 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 Listen to that, eh? You do. Yeah. All the way from home. It's really nice. Thank you. Justin's back. Yeah. It was. Uh, I said some mean things about you. Yeah, I remember uh, the um, those jokes. Uh, like when you say it to when you write the jokes, you think you're thinking about you break down your friend. I can say right. you're my friend, Justin. Thank you. And I then uh, when you when I, when you have to break down like attributes and then boil you down into things that you can just make fun of. Yeah, I literally wrote these down. I wrote <laughs> your name. I wrote uh, uh, Joe Battelle's name. I wrote everybody's name that that I thought was going to be on there. And then I wrote three things about them. Yeah, fat. Harry, Portuguese, <laughs> something like yeah. that, right? Just yeah. just words. I'm like, okay, just come up with jokes about these. Yeah. And then like one person dropped out or one person was calling and I had to like crumple up the whole like three things. I was like, oh wait, no, the other dude's fat too. All right, I'll just bring those fat jokes. To I booked all fat guys. It was, uh... <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. 
I just I knew that people. Yeah, at least if I bucked off fat guys, the jokes get reused. Oh man, yeah, there are a couple of notorious. The Ferg business uh, for that that no show on that that was a real kick in the old cock because he, he kept uh, stringing me along to the last minute, so, right, right, saying right. he was coming, he was coming, and then he never came at all. Yeah, and it was like we were wait, like I even uh, it was one of those things. But anyways, the show itself was a uh, uh, pretty uh, pretty funny. I think. Yeah, I, really I, I, I Tig was awesome. Like he was really really good. Yeah, we had a good and time. I felt like. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I. I'm not like built for that like type of jokes. I'm not. You're not mean. I'm not mean. I'm not. So like my jokes, the, what I felt were like, oh, this is real mean. And I was like, no. You're just like, oh, it's pretty good. And I, was, and I was like, oh shit. Yours were like, and I mean this in the best way. They were. They were mean. Like they hit a little. And I was like, oh fuck, that's a good joke, man. <laughs> so I was. I was really proud of you, man. Those. Those some good joke writing. Yeah, my favorite joke was when uh, I said, uh, when I was talking about your freckles. Freckles, yeah, yeah, I was literally going to bring it up. Yeah. This is a good joke, man. Yeah, I like that one. The one about you lying under a screen door. It looks like you you lied Someone under a screen door. Someone took a shit door. out of, you, you paid a lady to take a shit Yeah, yeah. You a you look like a, yeah, I said it looks like you lied under a screen door and paid a hooker to shit on your face. Yeah, it's the pay the hooker part. That's like yeah. extra on top of it. Yeah, you paid so a woman yeah. to do it. And yeah. then you just didn't wash your Turns face, you and then you like, came to the came to the thing with that's the ultimate woman shit all over your face. <laughs> that's the ultimate uh, like kink, man. That would have been a better. You think that would have been a better joke if I would have kept just going on about it, and then now you're just coming maybe because woman shit on your face. Because the thing is, that's very like Norm Macdonald to just keep going on it, driving the point home. But the thing is, I if I remember correctly, I mean it was a while ago, but I remember that one hit like that one hit hard. Oh, the yeah. audience was laughing. So maybe if you just like turned into Norm Macdonald for like thirty seconds and just kept going on and on about it, you would have yeah. kept riding. Who knows? Diarrhea shit all over. You got to think on your toes, yeah. man. Man, you gotta think of your fucking toes. Jeblets in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, next time, I love that. I, 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 I like the roast. I like the idea of the roast. But then, like, it, it comes when it comes down to it. I don't know if it wasn't people that I liked right. that was doing the roast for me. Like, I mean, it was it was good because all my all people I I knew and I knew was their comics and I like I liked them. Yeah. And then if it was, uh, but if it was like strangers, you know, and they're like a professional roaster, like let's say like Jeff Ross, I never met Jeff Ross before, the roast yeah, master general, yeah, right, and he's roasting me. Let's say he just knew enough about me, you know, yeah, it would be weird because I don't, I don't trust him, right? you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, I think it's really uh, might be just mean. It's at an that intimate point. thing. Yeah, that's why you always see people on those like, uh, you know, on those those uh, comedy network roasts. Uh, it's it's other they do the whole, they go through the whole dais and all that all those people in the dais are people that they know so they are, or you know something about them as a public figure so you have to know it doesn't work if you don't really know the person and then you also don't trust them it's just, yeah the, the best roasts are the ones where it is a bunch of like buddies like the t- the closer they are yeah then the the better the roast is because yeah. then you can get away with saying but stuff. people have to know about you as well or you have to introduce something that's why like when I pick when when I wrote down the names, I'm writing down things that like, if nobody knows who Joe Batello, <laughs> I don't know. No, no. But, they, <laughs> but like, I mean, to look we gotta isolate that. Can you? Sh- sorry, wait. Say it again. 
Nobody knows who Joe Patello is. Okay, good. We got it. We can isolate that. I just want it on a button eventually okay. where we can just hit the button and it says, nobody knows who Joe Patello is. Oh, shit. I'd be honored. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Hey, Joe <laughs> Patello. That'd, yeah. <laughs> that'd be so great. We can play it every time he comes in here and then it goes, <laughs> if we just play that button, nobody knows. That's is actually something that um, I should probably write down. Because I'll forget, but we should write it really... down. Yeah, I'm. I I would be so honored if you did that. I'll text you. Okay, one more time. One more time. We'll clean one. All right. Nobody knows who Joe Botello is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. I think it's gonna be good. Eh. It might be. And I forgot comedy it for album. A half second, like what I said. I was like, Wait, that'll be the name of this episode too, and then that'll help remind us. <laughs> Then he can title his next comedy album. Nobody knows who Joe Botello is. He'll yeah. use it. Yeah, he'll come through that shit. You know what's nice is that we can talk about him all we want, and he'll never listen to it if he's not on it. I don't even know. It's if like he'll making listen. fun of the Amish on TV. Like, yeah, it's not like they're gonna watch you. That's right. There, yeah. you can make fun of the Amish all you want. If they hear it, you'll be like, "Well, you're gonna go to hell anyways." Listen to my show because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'd use electricity. The devil's juice <laughs> to make my show. That's how I do it. How do you spell Botella? <laughs> I'm typing it to you. Exactly. Right that's exactly. That's the second album. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how do you? <laughs> Can you say that one again? <laughs> how do you spell? How do you spell? But I think what, it's. I don't even what know. What is a Botella? I put Joe Bottle O. B O. It's B O T Botello. L H L E L H L. It does. There's an matter. H in there. I know there's an H somewhere. There's an H in there. I it would, can't be after the T because that'd be a th- Bothello. That's why I say it all the time wrong. Because I put the th in it, and it used to drive him crazy. Bothello? And he and he still calls my wife Jan all the time. Or Jan. I bet like all Janes in the world hate the word Jan. Yeah. Yeah. I used to. Uh, Is the E silent? I don't get it. For a Jan? Yeah. Because well, there are Jans, the e. right? There are Jans in the world. Huh? There are Jans. There are people named Jan. He's not, you know, making up a name, but he's just calling her the yeah, wrong name. Yeah, Jan. There's people named Jan, but it's sure yeah. for Janice or something. Yeah, or Janet, or Janet, which I like to call Jane. T- <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was a. That that's what I like to. That's how I pronounce that one because I like to. I like to say the Jane is dominant in it. Jaint. and then have them correct you. Yeah, Jaint. There was a girl I went to high school with. Oh, they no. called her Jaint the whole time. There's also a girl I remember, like, I think I tell my daughters these stories sometimes and they think I'm horrible to women, right? <laughs> well, let's hear this. I'm going to love this. <laughs> but there was, like, girls that I would meet, especially when I was in university, and I would, uh, they would introduce, <laughs> they would, like, introduce themselves to me. Like, I remember this one girl, uh, she introduced herself with her real name, whatever the fuck that was. And I, <laughs> and I didn't remember it. And, but I, she looked like a Veronica to me. So the next time I saw her, I just said, hey, Veronica, like, I remember you. What the fuck? That's crazy, man. And then uh, she's like, my name's not Veronica. And I'm like, you look like a Veronica. I'm pretty sure it's Veronica. And I just <laughs> kept calling her Veronica. And I, for four years, I knew the girl, always Veronica, and never called her by her You know, problem. that's a, like a weird psychological like power move, like to just rename someone. For years, you've renamed. I never person. learned her real name. That's fucking hilarious, man. Uh, but, but that's that's really she weird. was. She was a nice girl. Like a, we, she was fun. To, like a nice girl. Like she was fun and everything. Like I wasn't being mean to her at all. Just I couldn't remember her real name. But that I, that's I like even, the. No, her name was Veronica. Oh my god! And I called her Hillary for the whole time. That's what it was. I called her Hillary for four years. I love how the story evolved. I think that's how it was. It was one of those things. Yeah, yeah. 
but that's the thing like you know you you hear stories about like ceos and and you know even like like trump types the idea of making a name for someone like uh, giving them a nickname like, like the sleepy joe oh there's yeah sleepy joe or whatever it's a it's a psychological like super alpha power move on somebody it's crazy man i like, didn't mean it i didn't mean it to you that girl psychopath well that it's thing is i could be Maybe. There, there, there's a study that a lot of bankers are um, sociopaths. Sociopaths, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I could be a sociopath, or at least I definitely was. There's nothing like, there's nothing necessarily wrong with a psychopath. There's or a sociopath. It's just if you have enough power to do stuff, you you'll probably be like you know some sociopaths. Uh, they're just like low on empathy, or they're low on like certain things. Um, you could, uh, if, if there's a person that doesn't have that much power, then they can't really do that much harm. But it's a, you know, it's a, it's just a, it's a, it's a pro- most likely negative thing to 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 be. But um, there's like, a lot of people. Everybody thinks they're just like murderers and stuff. There's like a podcast where there's a guy who is an actual like psychopath, and he just talks and tells you about his like life. Okay, which uh, I'll I'll describe symptoms. You tell me if it's a sociopath or a psychopath, and if it's good or bad. Okay. All right. Don't sue me because I'm not literally not a doctor. No, no. It's just your opinion. Yeah. yeah all right. And it's about me. Okay. That's a spoiler. Yeah. You shouldn't have spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. And that little boy <laughs> that ate that dog <laughs> to, to, to scare a girl. That was me all along. Okay. Like this is especially when I was at my banker job, not the Pete Van Dyke suit that you've probably not the one that's the other thing things don't change right like environments can can kind of pull some crazy shit out of you yeah like you you, me and you met we started around the same time in comedy right yeah so like we met kind of around the same time like Mm -hmm. uh like maybe six seven years or six years ago six years ago i think and then uh so then um we you didn't even know me from like i was already kind of like in a dark place by the time we met I had no idea. <laughs> but whereas, like, uh, like before. Well, I that, mean, other than the fact that you're at an open mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like. That, that's, that's the biggest the, Yes, the biggest, the, yeah. the biggest red flag. <laughs> I was in, I was underneath the red flag with you. I was there, I was yeah, there yeah. as well, so I didn't <laughs> yeah. notice it. Yeah, so that, but uh, now I feel much better. Thank you. That's good. But are they, uh, but like, I mean, back when I was like, like a young kid and, I, you know, head down driven like like a really intense like uh sober all the time <laughs> um but like you know like it was like it was very like it was very like a uh like a, a i don't know i think it was a different person you're yeah. a young up and comer right. yeah and then uh I'm, I'm way more mellowed now in yeah. my life which i i think uh, all for the better i never not knew you as mellow like you always were super chill yeah, and so, I, I think I used to be more, way more intense, you know, before I had, right. before I kind of like uh, I gave up everything. So, um, but anyways, my uh, what was my point on this one? I was well, you were gonna give me some of your symptoms, and I was gonna check if you're oh, a right, monster right. or not. So when I was a banker, <laughs> I used to like uh, like you know you they want you to be like something you're not anyways, right? They want you yeah. to be like uh, like wear their clothes and talk like they want you to talk and all that stuff right right so i kind of didn't like i already felt like you know they don't want you to be yourself or anything like that so sometimes i would just say like what the fuck i'll just take it see how far i can take it and then you would just kind of manipulate little uh you know you knew if you behave this way for this person they would do something like 
so that you could you could manipulate situations just by like fucking with things like uh you know like uh, yeah, I, I would you, okay, be an, so like, you were I'll, manipulative I'll, you were you were a manipulator but give me an example what okay like, and it, this yeah. is a specific example i'd be in a meeting right and uh, i would like uh, create a ruckus in the meeting like i would uh, say something really <laughs> upsetting to everybody <laughs> so that they would uh, like they would uh, um, that everybody would uh, be outraged. Like I would say something like that's a, I would say something honest that you're not supposed to say usually. And it would usually be like really blunt and it would offend everybody in the room. Like nine 11 was an inside job or something. No, no, it'd be about work. It'd be okay. specifically about work. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. It'd be like, uh, you know, like if, if, uh, if those if those fuckers in corporate uh, want to do that shit, they can do it themselves or whatever, you know. Oh, okay, we got, we got, okay, okay. We got enough shit to do, right? And then, or I'd say like uh, uh, that idea is really fucking stupid, something like that. Oh, okay, wow. Like, and wh- why are we doing that? <laughs> this is like church bells. No, that's like uh, it. It it, uh, it sparked. Uh, I totally get what you're saying now. But why? So okay. So, so no, why no, did but, you do but, that? no, no. This is what I would do. Yeah. So I would do that. Like I would create the ruckus. Then I would use corporate language that they taught us to get myself out of trouble. So I'd say like, "Hey, as a, I realize what I did as a partner in your success. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I would like to uh, take this opportunity to say that we're. All, I'm committed to." Uh, rectifying the situation i want to be a partner in everyone's success here i want to to uh, clean up and recover quickly i want to ask for forgiveness and i want to move forward i think we can be stronger as a result and completely full of shit like so did this make you like more endearing to them like coming to them like that after i'm talking like fucking 30 seconds after right i'm not even like settle down i'm stirring it up and then cleaning it up with their bullshit and then at the end, they thank me. And then they usually even wait at the very end of the meeting and say, you know, I want to give an extra special thanks. What the <laughs> fuck? That's crazy. Like, you start, you knew you were going to do those three steps. Like, those I two would steps wink, were going to happen. I would, I would wink at the people. I would t- call my shots before I went into the meeting. <laughs> yeah, you and then, called your shots. And then I would wink at the people who I'd tell them to. Like, like when I would say, watch this, I'm going to clean it up. And then I would, like, do the shit. And then watch the managers wow. congratulate me for using their bullshit they taught us. Right, and it was like that's what they want us to do. Yeah, but I also did the thing I wanted to do, which was tell them the truth, which makes everyone upset. Right, and then I would clean it up with their bullshit, and then yeah. But I, it was not to be taken seriously because you could manipulate it, like you could do whatever you wanted with it. You know, yeah. I don't think that makes you a monster, but you're you're manipulative, right? It's it's a it's a negative character trait it's, sometimes that people have, but. I, that that, that alone, like, do you, give me something else. Would you, what, that that alone, I, I, so that's pretty manipulative. I think it's mental warfare. I think that's yeah. years of watching WWE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really I do do. Like, yeah. I do think life is wrestling. Yeah. Yep. I, look at, I look at life as wrestling all the time. But I am a bad guy wrestler. I'm not You're a heel. good guy, especially in the, that scenario because I'm not, I, I'm against them, you know? Like, they're. Yeah, I, so in there, like in that environment, I'm. But also, like the fact that you can act both ways, like you can act, and that kind of is like a, a a good red flag where you can you can literally put on a face and say in like an instant that like that's why you know all all actors they like most of them are are pretty crazy because they they do something really crazy for a living. They literally look at someone in the eye and just straight up lie or become yeah. this other person. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how. Like I don't. I don't know. Uh, I. 
like I think stand-ups for the most part are shitty actors, right? Because they because they're they're yeah. the opposite, right? They're like drawn to be honest, like right. they're like even though you're a lot of times you uh, you can take a truth and then kind of make a couple lies with it to make it funny. And I don't mean like you, lies, exaggerations, like, yeah. or exaggerations, or you add a detail because it makes the joke work, yeah. you know, or whatever, you know, just a simple. It just, uh, or you can skip a whole sentence if yeah. you just make it something a little bit different. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But um, so that's kind of a lie, but you know, but at that point, it's more of like a piece, like a song or something like that. Like the joke comes like a song, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Right? I think you're when you're, yeah, when you're when you're trying to like come up with uh, thing, looking at funniness or looking at things that are funny. Um, it is like the the reality is what it is. You're you're you have to change it to make it funny because it's even if it's just you it's saying it from your perspective, you know, from another perspective, it's not that funny. You have you you're making it funny by even uh, like seeing that something's funny. So even if you say the truth of say exactly what you saw, it's still not totally the truth. You just told the funny parts. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. like some people will say, like how you have uh, all these crazy things that happen to you. You know, uh, how does all this crazy stuff happen to you? Now, one, I think it's booze, (laughs) but uh, but I don't know, because even before we drank, the crazy stuff would happen to us. And then I would say, like, two is that we're open to it, like we're open to doing crazy shit. And then that like we're normal times where we were just making up stuff that would amuse us. Yeah. Like uh, I'm of the generation that was like before Internet, before um the uh, phones and stuff like that so yeah. um it's like a lot a big of time role play life was like a fucking role play yeah like this is a great uh, this this leads us in meaning a great story i've been meaning to tell on the show kevin and i when we were kids i used to get off the bus at his house on uh i think thursdays and we would go to cubs or whatever or one day a week i would go to cubs at kevin's house or near where kevin lived and uh but i'd spend a lot of time there and he had this barn and in the barn, there was like you'd have to climb up this ladder to go to this like loft thing. Remember that? And there yeah. was like, and there and uh, we had a show. Oh yeah, similar to this, the tape recorder. <laughs> yeah, no and, way. And yeah. I was like, yeah. uh, Kev would play the the guest, and I would do the host, and it would be like a Johnny Carson type of thing. No yeah. fucking way. And, That's so cool. Man. And uh, it was for nobody and no 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 one. You right. know, it was like, uh, and uh, I remember. I was I was telling the story about my friend um, to my I don't know if my kids liked it as much as I did, but there was uh, my friend he like um, he had a wildly creative mind, you know, and he would do these bits like he would um, he would like go on a city bus and he would like pretend to talk to an imaginary friend or whatever on the bus to get a reaction from the people, but no one's filming. <laughs> there's no phone. There's no anything. He's doing his performance artist, man. He's like yeah. Great Tom yeah. Green. And just doing But it. Tom Green at least recorded yeah, it. Yeah, Tom yeah. Green recorded it. <laughs> no, he, it's like Andy Kaufman, but, even, yeah. but Andy Kaufman at least had an audience too, you know. And then uh, he went to an open mic one time. He had wrote these country music songs with these guys that were in a punk rock band called Speed Bore. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And then when, I remember fantastic sentence. Yeah, yeah. We were, <laughs> I stayed with them when we were in Vancouver one time. Speedbora. You know how I know that was, that was the name of their band? Because they spray painted it on their living room wall. Eh? Speedbora. Oh, my That's gosh. commitment. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty punk. 
Yeah, that's pretty punk. Then uh, I we went. They said, "Do you want to go? You want a cup of coffee?" And I thought they'd make us a cup of coffee. No, they brought us to a coffee shop, but then they didn't have any money because they couldn't cash their eleven dollar check. <laughs> so that uh, the guy did a drawing on a napkin and he tried to give it to the girl to pay for the coffee, right? <laughs> and then it was like we ended up having to like. Uh, Give the guy money. <laughs> you know, he invited us for coffee. It started. Then, do you want coffee? And yeah, thing. yeah. Anyways, so he said they're at. Uh, they write these country music songs, and they go to this open mic uh, music thing in Whistler, BC. And uh, and they go. Uh, uh, they created this persona called Tex Walker and the Rangers, and <laughs> Pete went and, and it was like a July first in Whistler. And Pete goes up on stage as Tex Walker, introduces Tex Walker and the Rangers. <laughs> and he goes, uh, That's so good. That he is. goes, uh, Nice to be back here in Alberta. <laughs> he goes, Just came back from BC, nothing but a bunch of hippies and faggots over there. <laughs> you know? And the crowd's just like booing him. You know, oh, you know, they're outraged. And he's like, Oh, nice to see you have uh, celebrate the 4th of July up here. A little early, though, don't you think? <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> He's just going on and on, and then I guess the the one guy, um, he like um, he loved it. This old guy's just in the crowd, loving the country songs. He's just dancing, <laughs> and everything. Pete's like not having it. He's like, I, I want everyone to hate me, you know. So he uh, at one time the guy's dancing in the front row. He from the stage grabs the guy in a headlock and like starts rustling up his head, <laughs> spilling his beer and stuff. And then the guy gets all pissed off. And Pete's like, now nah, we're now we've done it, you know. Oh my! We God. pissed the whole place off. They got an escort out and everything from the security and that. That's hilarious. And he said he still uh, had people on the. Some people got it, you know. Of course, like that the guy was doing it on purpose. Yeah. That's the last. I, and then last I heard of the guy, I said, "Has anyone heard about Pete? You know, like what's he up to?" And uh, someone had said they heard he was he started a punk rock band uh, called uh, he was calling himself Mick Lizard. And he was like, uh, he was just spitting on audiences and stuff. <laughs> Some people are just natural heels. Yeah, like he just lo- he just love getting the rise, eh? Yeah, I've had, I've had it in com. Have you had this suggestion where you get a, a reaction from an audience member, and it's not laughter, but it's it's like like something else, like anger or uh, outrage or uh, something that, or just where they're just like. Yeah, I got um, where it's not laughter, but they get it still gets an, a, a reaction from it that's like all, as strong as. Well, I got like um, kind of one of the reasons it stood out was because it, the the joke itself didn't get much, much laughter. So this guy was like super audible. So I forget what the joke was or whatever. Um, maybe it was like a tag, and um, and he uh, and so the crowd went and he went. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and then the crowd laughed their ass off at what he just at the said, reaction. and I was like, "Fuck, okay." And it was just an open mic, so I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna try another joke now." <laughs> but um, yeah, that was it. Was so audible. It was like, oh shit! <laughs> Fucking because it, it it died down, so you thought it was just gonna be oh. That's all I thought of that is shit it comes out <laughs> of nowhere. Hilarious. Yeah. We were at uh we were at the strip club in uh we we're at the strip club in Simcoe called the uh, Gatsby's. The Gash. The Gash. 
and uh, oh it, it, it's torn down now. <laughs> but uh, the, the, it's salted on the earth, so nothing can grow there. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were there one time, and um, we were playing billiards, you know, playing pool. As you do, yeah. yeah. Knocking some balls around. And uh, my friend, who's kind of a mild-mannered guy, hard-working fella, you know. Clark Kenty, okay. Uh, yeah, really hard, hard-working guy. Um, and he, he uh, Kev would know who he is. And uh, he is, he's sitting there playing billiards. Very quiet guy. Very unassuming fella. And uh, we're looking at the, the girls at the at this strip club. They're not the top of the top, you know. That that they're. You know what? I, I would have. I think I was gonna guess that. Yeah, there's a few uh, cesarean scars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Battle right? scars. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few uh, bullet wounds. You know, you're gonna <laughs> see some things in there. And uh, so we. Um, we were in uh, Gatsby's there. Where's my point here? Oh, and uh, my friend there is playing billiards, and he looks over at the girl on the stage, and she's on third song, right? You know third song? Third, uh, first song is just dance around. Second song, you see, like, the boobs. Oh, the titties, and then the third one is, like, the The bottoms come, come okay, off, okay. Yeah. yeah. And if they have really, really bad boobs, they'll take their bottoms off in the second song, and then in the third <laughs> song, they'll wait to the end of the third song and just show you gross tits at the very end. <laughs> That's, That's true. true, right? It's a formula. It, <laughs> <laughs> you have three like songs, but horror, you got yeah. You got to give them something. There's and the first stage is just you're just making the bed. The first song is just you're just like setting it up. You get out that blanket that you bought at the fair, right? And you have- you fluff it out. Maybe there's a tiger on it. Maybe there's a, a wolf. Wolf. <laughs> nice eagle. <laughs> Maybe it's a Leonard Skinner blanket. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, and then you uh, you throw that blanket there on the stage. You get and you, but you mostly are praying around. You're gonna wash the pole during that first song. <laughs> you know, Is especially like in COVID. Sanitize. They take like it literally. They literally most girls, classy girls. We'll go out on the stage. That's a classy bro. <laughs> like with, with a spray uh, or something? No, yeah, like a, with a, not really a spray, but like with one of those Lysol wipes usually or something. Oh, okay, okay. Or yeah, that makes shammy. sense. That's very And they're just like, they'll just like yeah. go up and down the pole to get all the- They clean it all sexy like? Salt and pepper shaker. They just want to get the snail marks off it. They take, so, <laughs> take some like a uh, few, <laughs> few minutes, get the snail marks off those things. Hepatitis all over that pole. Right. Because they're going to be making some more new ones, right, in their act. And then uh, that's the first one. They might do a little pole acrobatics, but they're not taking much clothes off in the first song, you know? Okay. And I think if a girl really wants to win my attention in the first song, and I don't go to strip clubs anymore, but when I was a young man, uh-huh. I used to think it was amazing that you'd go into a building and there'd be naked There's people boobies. on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. Right? So, idea. But not anymore. It grosses me out. But I still understand the formula forever for the rest of my life, right? So then you go. I don't imagine it's changed. I don't actually I think it has probably. This is Now I think you go to a strip club and it's just like a dent, like a big brothel. You cannot possibly go to strip clubs now, right? I think the internet might have ruined them. I know where this is. Oh, one. like in COVID, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that must be. Oh, I don't think oh, strip absolutely clubs are, impossible. No, I think the strip clubs are closed down. Can you imagine though, like behind a glass, like just a girl rubbing her ass against the glass? Probably like, should have been done the whole time. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> this is probably what fucking started. Yeah, I would feel more comfortable to be honest with with you mo- most of the time, and I think I would really like to have them pushed against the glass. <laughs> I think I would like to see. It's a cool effect. Yeah, yeah. if you could see if you could uh, get it actually to st- like a. The vagina to stick onto the glass, like one of those. You'd yeah. look like you're on the like inside a of the a wall. photocopier <laughs> machine. 
What? You look like you're on the inside of a photocopy machine when someone sits on it. Yeah. And you're like looking out at the ass. It's like lying under a glass coffee table like having someone take a dump on it, you know? Yeah. It's the same sort of thing, right? <laughs> There's a thing for everybody. Fair it, what about peep shows? Those peep shows used to be a like big New York, deal. Right? I went to a peep yeah. show in Montreal when I was like, yeah, I actually, was I 18? I think I was 17. I wasn't allowed to go. And we walked into a strip club. Um, this was like in a soccer tournament. And we went to a strip club. Actually, I didn't have ID. I was 17. Uh, there was there were some people in our soccer team that was 18. And when they went into the strip club, they uh, showed their ID. And the guy thought it was a fake. So he got kicked out. Him and like three other guys. Then we went in and we didn't even get our IDs checked. So we just walked right in. And we just like, yeah, just walk with confidence. So we just walked with confidence, <laughs> went through. And so it was my friends that went to the peep show. Those guys that were 18 and legal had to go to a peep show and like put money in. And so we we swapped stories after. And they're like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Like it's just... This is this rusty door opens and I don't know. There's like a lady. Is there a real person in there? Yeah, yeah. I went, I saw one. I went to one in uh, Amsterdam. I think it was. Yeah, there was, I saw when when I went. I don't think she was expecting anyone to to put the money in or whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. At first, she was a little surprised. I think she was eating a sandwich or something. <laughs> oh. And she's uh, then she's yeah, like, that's that's so like oh, real, yeah, someone's doing it. all right. I'll I'll like uh, just hang on a minute. Finish. Yeah. Chewing. It all. It was really kind of. Like sad. You well, know? of course. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Eating a fucking sandwich. It was yeah. like uh, even like the uh, lure is gone. You know the when I was in Amsterdam, we, we, I I stayed right in the red light district in this at the hostel, right? Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, Hotel Kabul it was called, and it was uh, it's like a, the worst. You know, like in the worst part of town, it's like <laughs> sketchy, right? Yeah. Like, dirty. The red light district tends to be that that type of district. Yeah. And it was like really cheap. There's like there's like uh, twenty people in my room, you know, like bunk beds and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'd go um, just walking through the red light district and just like go hooker looking, you know. You just go because yeah, they got the lights and they got the lady dancing. I, I went with no, not dancing. Fr- she just sits there in the in the window, it's like window shopping. She just sits there in the window, like reading a book on a on a chair right, or right, something. Right. Yeah. And there'd just be a red light if she's available for sexing or whatever. And there'll be like a whole street, you know, where it's like. But it's every... like the edge of the window, right? The whole window is edged with with a red light that uh, that's kind of just flashing, like if it's on or whatever. Uh, that's why I, when I was there, I, I saw like these the the whole outside of the window, just the edge of the window, like like there's you know the, like and the then whole they European could, they, they would like draw the curtain, yeah yeah yeah, when in front of the window, yeah yeah, so you just you'd see that they were there, and I remember um, you know the, the whole big district in Amsterdam, I went with my friend who had family in Utrecht, which is like a smaller town, I don't know if it's north oh, or south, Utrecht, or huh? Utrecht, yeah. So we went there, and it was like a lot smaller, but they had their own little tiny red uh, red light district. Yeah, yeah. So we walked through there, and it was literally just like four houses in a row. Yeah. And it was like I saw a girl vacuuming, like in, and it, her her light was on, but she was just like vacuuming, and they saw a couch because the all of the the cities there, all of the houses there are so weird. Like they have windows that touch the ground, like it's a department store, but it's like a fucking family is like having dinner there. Like, yeah. the window touches the ground. It's so bizarre. Yeah, they're living in a whorehouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, that shouldn't, you shouldn't it's, be living it's in price. It. It's price. Uh, less. It's cheap. It's a little cheap, yeah. Yeah. You can get things cheap when they're covered in jizz. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Don't, uh, Fair. don't get the blue light. Yeah, they look at it differently. They're prostitution for sure. But the in in the red light district, when this is like 95 when I went. Oh, okay. They, uh, 
it was uh i remember there you'd go there'd be like a, a road in amsterdam where there'd be like uh like a like there'd be like a bunch on either side you know like kind of yeah. the main touristy thing then there was this house you could go into and you'd walk into the house and there'd be girls outside their bedrooms you know like and you'd just oh, be wow. like going through like cattle there was a whole bunch of people like do, yeah. going through and i remember the one time the hooker uh pinched me in the arm she grabbed she she touched me like to ask if i oh, wanted shit. to go, come for a good time i got too scared because i <laughs> i had to get the heck out of there i was like uh i was a little like uh tripping out on the on the weed i was smoking there. oh yeah, 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 yeah i was a rookie in, in there in amsterdam anyway yeah. so and then you go down like where you're almost outside of the red light district. You're on the outskirts now, like the very outsides. Yeah. And now they're getting older. The ladies are getting old. <laughs> the light's dimming. Yeah. It's like now you're starting to see different. <laughs> it's flickering neon. <laughs> Pink light. Yeah. And it's different. Now you're seeing the different sorts of. Um, now you got the different sorts of choices, you know? Maybe it was more just all one thing up on the. On the in the big where the in the big time yeah but now you can go like basically you got every uh every ethnicity you got oh, right, right, right. you got every age group you got every like uh, body, body size. size you know like big small you got like a lot of the bigger ladies are yeah. out that way and uh that's where it's entertaining to really go shopping <laughs> yeah. because it's like you see some you see some really like uh number one they're more um sales too those ones because yeah they're not just relying on their looks. They're like trying yeah. to get you with a. They're the used car salesman. Like they, you got to be good. Yeah. You yeah. gotta you gotta talk a mean game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I like. I like a little bit more people that are trying yeah. to earn my business. You know. <laughs> what can I do to get you to this pussy tonight? <laughs> yeah. What can I do? Yeah. Dance partner. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I have on my list there. Oh yeah, I have a. I I think we should get to a segment that week. Are you ready? I think we. Should, yeah, I think it's, it's. I know it's on there. I I just figured we should get to a segment because we forgot to do this last week. It's a segment on our program that we call a feedback. We got feedback. We got feed. Wait. Feedback. <laughs> We're working on new. <laughs> Motherfucking feedback. That was my fault. Kevin nailed it. I I missed the whole thing. It's all right. You're getting a little uh, getting a little rusty. Ah. But it's all right. Yeah, hey, this is uh, people every week. We ask you to tell us what you think of the show. If you liked it, you didn't like it, whatever. And this segment uh, uh, is called feedback. We got feedback. And uh, you can do it by giving us an email at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail dot com, or you can go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us at Dutch Hall or live from the Dutch Hall or the Dutch Hall. We're all on all those things. And uh, tell us what you think of the show. We're uh, every week we we talk to listeners. It's one of the things I like most about doing this program. And uh, I decided to start a new thing where we talk. We uh, start to name. We used to have the shareholders of the show, and those are people who uh, specifically donated to us. Right? We're called shareholders. But I wanted to get another category of listener of our program, one that's uh, not just so much about donating and giving money to support the show, but more that they just support us in everything we do. They've been with us through thick and thin. They support us through everything. And I'm going to call these listeners, this group of elite listeners, 
My intention is to call them our Dutch Hall uh, Diamond Club. <laughs> the Dutch Hall Diamond Club. There are diamonds. That feels, that feels valuable, man. That is valuable. Yeah. And every week on this program, we're going to name another person to the Diamond Club. You know? Now, how do you how do you become a member of the Diamond Club? I was how just do you about get, to ask that. Well, you got to support us from the beginning. You got to show us love. You got to be. You got to like follow us, subscribe to us. You know, it's like a Hall of Fame. These are the, of Hall, like, of Fame the Hall of Fame fans of fans. Yeah, of our program. This is what I'm. And this is the very first inductee, and, and this person is also the person who gave us feedback for last week's show. So it's it works out. Puts up consistent numbers. That I'm going to be reading this person's feedback, and then I'm going to now name the Diamond Club uh, uh, listener, and it's going to be this very same person. Wow. Right? This is history. This is incredible. So I'm going to have to say, uh, this person has been with us since the very beginning. You might think it's the Haitian Dwarf, but it's not. Mm. It's not the Haitian Dwarf. The he's on the dwarf, block, though. He's on the block. He, he's in the consideration. Yeah. I, he's in consideration for sure. But this person, we've had listeners that have been like super fans upon super fans, and they've come and gone. They've been here. Then they kind of get on with their life, and they can move on and do other things. <laughs> There's a That's understandable. This person has uh, stuck th- through all of our formats. They've given us uh, feedback through all of them. They've, uh, oh, yeah. Thank you, Kevin. You can do it late if you want to. It's just as long as we're not behind. If we cannot be behind yeah. on feedback. You don't want to be in debt. Yeah. No. There you go. So uh this person's been with us since the beginning. She's she's been I'm gonna it's a it's a lady. It's a lady. Oh she's uh they could do anything and also be fans. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just as much as men. She's been on uh, super fan challenges in the past. She's been on programs, uh she uh got in trouble with work for being on one of my shows one time. Uh, she's been, uh, she comes to our comedy shows. She's done everything. And, uh, I'd like to name her the very first Diamond Club listener, Lori Ball. All right. Lori Ball, Lori Ball. Very prestigious. And Lori gave us a, a piece of feedback last, last week. I want to read it to you. She's, uh, it's about, last week's show was we had Joe Botello and we had AJ Bate in. Okay. Kevin was here as well. No, I need to tell you, uh, um, Joe is historically, for those who are new listeners or those who don't know who Joe Botello is, he's been on our program many times. He's a polarizing figure on our program. People generally do not approve of Joe on our show. Uh, There's even a picture of him over there. He's had an adversary relationship with the people from Interkip. Uh, He's had had friction with the band in the past. There's been a number of uh, li- uh, of uh, listeners who have uh, provided uh, harsh, harsh criticism of Joe's appearances in the past. <clears throat> and uh, my sister, uh, Lori Ball, she has actually been one of them who's been very critical of Joe as well. And uh, I, this is this week, she sends in this. Uh, she says. I found that Joe was way better in this past show. He was actually tolerable and had something to contribute (laughs) other than just going for shock value. 
<laughs> a low bar he cleared it man he did yeah he did it. just planned all along <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then she went on to say i think that i actually like him a little bit more than before lol and uh so joe that is a that by all accounts that is the best piece of feedback he has ever received. Yeah, he's out of the doghouse at least yeah. for uh, a diamond. Uh, what do you what do you call him? A diamond member? I'm I'm, I'm call. Uh, I'm I like to throw a club in there. Okay, because yeah. uh, it makes it sound like uh, you wear a dinner jacket. Yeah, you wear a jacket eventually. Yeah. I don't know. If a I'm crest? Gonna... You want a crest? Some kind of I prestige. Like a crest. Oh yeah, maybe I should get t-shirts. Two later. diamonds is the. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so... I love it, man. We might. I might have to see if I can create a diamond club uh, crest, man. A crest, yeah. Dutch Hall diamonds, or a badge. Or oh, a, yeah, or a, we yeah. like make it for make it for live from the Dutch Hall, and then that would be the, you know what you get if you are inducted. If you're inducted, yeah. you get the you get the crest or something. You get what the are the badge. symbols you're gonna put on on the uh, the Dutch Hall crest? Well, we definitely Ooh. have to do uh, the uh, patio lantern, which has become kind of like a part of our logos and that you can see it on that one there like that patio lantern kind of thing oh yeah so it'd probably be that would be incorporated into it but then there need to be a diamond in there some somewhere we're gonna probably want to put in uh i don't know a picture of my face maybe my whole body just your nipples like your torso <laughs> well i would uh if i'm gonna put my background? i want to make sure that uh we have my chest and uh chest and the nipples and you got a farmer's tan what do you got going on there this what i'm just i'm just wondering do you like you usually have like a are you pretty pale underneath the shirt no i'm i take to the sun okay all right this part of my body the the shoulder part there yeah it this never gets tanned for some reason from here to here doesn't get uh, but like even past towards your torso it gets tanned yeah i take the sun okay we're from uh uh, the south of Holland, eh? Yeah, what's it called again? Yeah, North Brabant. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, generally, uh, when Europe was settled, it was settled from the north yeah. and from the south, you know? And when the yeah. people settled from the north, those are the blonde ones and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we got a bit worse. of the Zwarta, eh? Yeah, the eh? Zwartas, yeah. Yeah, down uh, in, the, in the south. And then that's, that's why we take to the sun a little bit better, us, us Catholics. Yeah. Plus, my mother's Hungarian, and that's... Uh, like Mon- they're like from the Mongolian stock yeah, or whatever. Yeah, those guys are gonna take the scent too, right? No, no doubt, Hardy. Mm-hmm. And then farmers. All right. So like, uh, just a you know, your tanned torso in the background of the crest. I think that could work. Oh yeah, maybe a bit of a mustache. Uh. Yeah, maybe we should have a mu- well, figure nah. out what you know what what what, what makes a, for you. What makes it? Yeah. What makes it the Dutch Hall? You know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put some thought into it. Maybe I personalize it for each uh, each person. Ooh. Oh, that's gonna be a lot of work. Hey, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Here's what, remember I was gonna sell you. I was gonna sell you some of my merch. You were gonna buy some. I am. Instead of giving me money, why don't you? Why don't you promise me to give me one of the crests? Not as a whatever, but just so, you know, if you if you like end a, up making those crests, you'll give me like a like a diamond guest. Not a diamond, but I don't want the you know. I I know I don't deserve that. Thank you. I mean, I was of course because like, when you first said that, I'm, I'm, I. <laughs> Let I me jump be, in front of. Uh, I was like, yeah. "You, who the fuck do you think you <laughs> yeah, are?" There's no way, man. You think you're gonna get a fucking diamond I crest? Would never, I would never. You're coming out. I just gave it a Lori Ball. <laughs> she had to work seven years. <laughs> fucking Justin comes in. Yeah, just give me one of those. I'll give you one of my fucking stickers. 
And magnets. No, no, I just want, like, whatever you got, whatever you're, if you're going to make that, because I think you're going to make it and it's going to look cool. I'd like what, you know, a, a, st- a sticker version of that, too. Not the not the real crest. You're just at blue square level. You don't yeah. get no diamond. Yeah, yeah, no diamond for me yet. Okay, yeah. I could give you, uh, I could give you, uh, maybe I'll have a, a crest for the Diamond Club, which, of course, is going to be the best. Yeah. The, it, and, it'll be the stitched one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then I'll get you, like, um, <laughs> some sort of, like, a guest one. Yeah. It'll have the kind of, like, the same sort of idea. It'll be the same sort of look. But it'll just be, like, um, like sketch on a piece of shit. Yeah, like the right Walmart. on. Like just, throw, just throw it at <laughs> you. Yeah. It'll be like the Walmart version compared to the... The, the jacket you get at the masters yeah 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 like the 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 replica uh maple leafs jersey you know what just like a shirt <laughs> just like they wear on the ice <laughs> just like oh it's 100 kind of cool you could i could probably uh you could probably you could go to like a secondhand store and get like a jet like a suit jacket for like 10 bucks maybe you're you're gonna, you're gonna make a jacket ain't eh? you're gonna go masters on a I'm just saying, like, if I would spend ten dollars on a Diamond Club member if I if I could get a, a jacket for him, <laughs> and then decorating that jacket uh, would be my my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It would like be my a, pleasure. Like a tweet get her size, yeah. get her shoulder size. Yeah, go get her a jacket. I might have to do that. That'd be cool, man. I don't know. I have to do something special for her to recognize. I was just gonna say that just being the first and just being in the club was enough. But you're right. This isn't enough. <laughs> These guys have to get something more. So, like, I'm gonna go further. Oh I'm shit! Go even further. Not only we can get some, you're gonna get some sort of a commemorative sort of like badge or crest of some sort. Something you gotta We're, wash when you get it though, because it's from the thrift store. Oh no no the, no the, the crest he's talking no, about just, first. Just oh, the oh. design of the crest. Yeah. The uh, the 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 bed bugs that I that I implant into them <laughs> is just a, it's a little cherry on top. Yeah, the itch is uh, free. <laughs> We're going to go, uh, I think we're going to go with, uh, hmm, I think, uh, uh, you know, we're coming out with uh, anything that the, uh, I got to think about this. Are you debating about the type of clothing? No. What I want to give them as far as free stuff. Oh, okay. Like I okay. need to give them like a bonus of some sort. Like is a t-shirt enough? Nah, maybe a t-shirt to, uh, maybe that's. Or do I go where I say, like, hey, you get, like, uh, gold member Patreon status with all this fucking extra sh- shit or whatever, you know? And then that I'm might like, be, you know. Yeah, but this is a person that would actually pay for the fucking Patreon, right? <laughs> You're kind of shooting yourself in the foot there. Yeah, yeah let me take, my, know, let me take my most away. loyal customers. And then don't and then, make them pay for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I would do normally. That's why I'm an idiot, you know? It's hard making money. But here's the thing: give give them give them a one time, very nice thing, and they're they're okay. Yeah. There's a reason they're still paying, right? They like you. What if or whatever you or, made like a championship belt, and now Lori gets to hand that off to the next Diamond Club winner next year. Ooh, no, no, we should fight each other weekly. <laughs> weekly, so you get you barely get it. And you have to send it in the mail, huh? <laughs> You're saying give it to the next person, right? You don't think I should? Yeah, I, that's what I mean. I want to name a Diamond Club member every week. At, yeah. So you can't, but if you I can't don't name them every, what, then I'm going to get like 50 Diamond Club members a year, right? Maybe you don't do it every week. I think Is that, that too many? That takes Maybe once elite. a month, man. That's not, that's not 
once a month. I think you should do once a month. Easy. Last yeah. something 12, 12 of, of people the month. per year going forward. 12 people a year will make the Diamond Club. Okay. Question. Right. Can you win more than once per year? I think it's I like think a this lifetime. Is like, this is a like, Hall of Fame. You're in it. You you got inducted, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't get inducted twice. But that's the thing. If you if you start inducting like the look at look at the NBA or the NFL, they do it once a year. Right? They're not doing they're not doing it every year. Yeah, but week. they do a class though. They do a class, but like, you know, if they if they did that same class every single week, they'd run everybody would be in all okay. the fans would be in. I'm glad so, we're working this out. We this don't have to why... do it once a year, but once a month would be pretty cool. Okay. Uh, how about th- how about even if we say it this way, we say uh, it'll be a. Re- I have a lot of deserving people that I can think of right yeah. now, so I think once a month is like going to be easy. Yeah, but uh, but maybe after a while, I'm like, you, you slow know it what? down. Yeah. There's no one deserving of it. Yeah, Fuck yeah. These people, uh, you yeah. got to work for it. You got to work for it. Come on, newcomers. It's not the lotto. It's not someone wins every week. Right. It's that or every month or whatever. It's that I'm just picking. You're picking the Hall of Fame. You're picking. You can. You can get close to be picking the Hall of Fame and never be picked. Yeah, there's ever, no fucking right? There's people guarantees. that are close. Yeah, there's no guarantees. Earn it. Yeah, yeah. Earn that shit. Yeah, there's some really, really solid listeners that are going to be like saying, I can't believe it. I've been, you know, I'm still not being picked in the Diamond Club and then so and so's in the Diamond Club. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the Haitian Dwarfs probably saying right now, the Haitian Dwarfs are like, Lori Ball, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right? And then, and, and I'm like, Haitian Dwarf is a. I, I haven't heard got any feedback from you in like uh, I don't know how long. And these are hard decisions you're gonna have to make. Yeah, this yeah. is political. You've it's just begun. It's just become political. Yeah, but if uh, they up their game and send you good feedback. Yeah, exactly. Or even just like I mean, there's like uh, I gotta tell you, there's some people that are gonna get considered because they have a geographical uh, um, advantage. Advantage, you know. Like yeah. If, if you're from a foreign land. You know, we got we got uh, Emil Van Oh, we got to say, we got to mail you know, pretty far? From uh, Australia there. He he likes to talk to us, tell us a whole bunch of things, tell us about the latest teat dipper technology, what you can <laughs> stick your dick into and what you can't. Nice. Okay. Yeah. God's All the way from Australia. Yeah. And that that guy, he gets special credit because oh. he's because he's, he's from far away, right? You right. know, I like having an Australian listener. You know, it's the thing about the Australians. I don't have many of them that listen to my show, but the ones that do, they usually like like my stuff on different things, and they make themselves known who they are, you know, which I find to be helpful. That's good. <laughs> yeah, because I like to know. Like, I go through. You ever go through your uh, your you ever like Facebook like? Do you have a, a do you have a comedy page like a Justin Gill? I comedy? have a, I have one on um, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, just the G comedy. Do you do you go through your and and look at your followers and figure I don't out have I I really don't have that many I I'm trying to I don't know uh, I don't really like I used to do um, uh, I used to before the, before the the end times here uh, I used to do once a week I would do um, what's it called trivia yeah and I, show, and I had some people that that you know it was a great it was such a great opportunity to just like practice riffing. Yeah, and so I just talk to crowds and make fun of people as as I'm going through, and it's just like literally just an extra like an hour long bit I could I could just do uh, on the show. So a lot of people liked me, and I liked them, and then and and so a lot of the those people are 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 following me on, uh, and I don't put out that much, but I looked at you know yeah, it's nice to see those old faces like liking on something that I that I put up. And you were regular. That was a weekly thing. 
That was a right? weekly thing, yeah. And then it's it's funny though how even just a weekly thing you can develop that relationship, you know, like yeah. That's why podcasting's so successful. There you go. Because you people don't like you can watch your act, but you you know you don't really feel invested into the person from watching your act. Sure, yeah. You know? That's why it's valuable for jokes to be about yourself because you don't have that much time to – you have five minutes, mm-hmm. right? And here with a podcast or me with a uh, with a trivia show, they have all day and, and – or, or, you know, they have a whole hour of me talking with them. So I, you know, talk about what's on my mind and especially if there's, like, questions uh, that pertain to something I know, I'll, I'll, I'll share something and then they'll talk to me and you just like your feedback – well, Pete's got the power. He's got. To oh, be can I do it? Can I be you, part? I, I can't. I I, I, I was know. trying to get the sound. It's it's, re- re- it's really not. You know what? I've asked too too much already. I got yeah. the crest. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna get the feedback. Power. It was kind of an empty promise. The crest. I don't know. <laughs> so give me my feedback. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would let him have the feedback. Yeah. All right. Yay! Wait, no. Was that for his feedback? <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> He'll break my fingers if I do it for you. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. Strict. Uh, all right, all right. It's been I've been tight with him lately. You know, I've been really tight with him. He's he's obeyed you pretty pretty well, so that's good. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not scared. Shit happens. <laughs> Shit happens. You know, do you tell? I threw a I threw a pen at a guy trying to help me out one time, and I remember feeling just terrible right after I did it. it Is was, this another? Uh, um, Question about whether you're a psychopath or not. <laughs> yeah, that's a temper problem. I, I think I've reeled most of my that in. I think I don't know. That's good. I've never had anything close to a temper. Like my yeah, nothing. Uh, if anything, I'm like too nonchalant and or whatever. But my, my wife says like I don't remember like three times you got really mad. Does your wife get fired up? Yeah, uh, that's there can't be yeah. two. Yeah, I mean, there could be, but, you know, it's then that, those are crazy. Bath, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are fucking insane. Yeah. So I'm I'm really glad. I'm just super, uh, I'm, you know, to a fault, really. Like, I, I, I avoid conflict. But I can, you know, I can get mad. But it's just, most of the time, it's just like, why? Do I need to? Do I really need yeah. to? It's like, I, yeah, it's like a thing I got to do. I'm the psycho in my relationship. Are you the, your wife is? Yeah. Yeah, not psycho, but she's she's the one that gets more upset. Yeah. You're the calming. Influence. She's the. I, I was just teaching the kids uh, about uh, circuits. She, you're the you're the positive p- charge, or sorry, she's the positive charge. You're the ne- you're the you're the negative charge. You, Mister Van Dyke, are the are the positive, positive charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the nuts. But my but then in some but in some ways, my wife is very like go go go, or not, like she's she's high energy as well. Mm. And so, and then there's sometimes where I gotta like I gotta be the negative energy to right. kind of like just just to kind of like you know because right. we I I know that like that she's amped up in her way and so I just gotta take the yeah. negative role right now because otherwise the two of us would just get each other rev right up you know yeah but that's like more rare and my wife's way of being like uh like intense is constructive still. Where my way of being intense, a lot of times, not constructive. It's just like a, just a bull in China shop, you know, like just. Well, this change that you've had, uh, that you you've said you had, because I've never seen it, but you've always been super chill with me. This change you've had since you become a banker, um, you've been with your wife the whole time. During, yeah. Okay, so how is her? How has she changed in 
matching your that's a dramatic change that you're saying from that that what you're describing as a banker to how you are now that's a dramatic change yeah so how did your wife did your wife change to accommodate that or what it, did she i find that uh she mostly my wife's just is her own person like she's yeah just, she she doesn't change much for anything but she does cry a lot more Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But other than that, I mean, I don't really know as much. <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, man. Uh, no, I, I, I wanted the same thing all the time. Like, because, uh, like, I'm not the guy she married, and then I'm yeah. not the guy. I mean, maybe I'm the guy she ma- she started going out with, maybe. I don't know. But I know that, like, yeah, like, the path that we were on when we got married uh, 22 years ago or 23 years ago. Yeah. Like, the path that I was on then and the guy that she married then was, like, not this. Right. But the, I always wanted to do this. You right. Know, I always wanted to go in this direction. And I said... When I started banking, I said it was a five-year plan. I'm only going to do it for five years. Right, right, okay. And then I did it for 15, and it was like um, I got kind of like hooked on it or whatever. Right. This is your Coke. Yeah, and so then the – so like I still went and di- did what I wanted to do. I just did it late, you know. Yeah. I thought I was going to not do it, and I was beating myself up for it, and then I eventually was like, oh, I'll just go do it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little sad that I, I waited as long as I did. Yeah. I had a friend that um, I still have. Him. He's he's a cool guy. He um, he always wanted me to do stand up. He's like, you should do. It. You should totally do it. And I was always hemming and hawing. And th- this is when I was in Toronto. Um, there, there's a there's a uh, open mic that's like Tuesday at midnight. And I was like, okay, I'll go. And I I went like a few times. And it's a bucket show. You so you write your name in the bucket, and so if I'm, I'm looking at this paper, and I'm like, if I write my name and put my name in that bucket, I probably will get caught. Like it's happening. I I, I lose control of whether or not I go on stage uh, at this point if I put my name in the bucket. So I wouldn't put my name in a bucket, and then I go in the stands and watch people do stand up, and. I would be like, these fucking guys aren't funny. <laughs> I, I could do this. I could do this. Yeah. So the next week I, I wouldn't go. And then I wouldn't go for like a month. So I, I didn't. Um, And my friend said, he told me, oh, like, you know, I he showed me like a video. And it was a video of him doing stand-up. And he was like, yeah, I did uh, I did like a little bit of stand-up. And here's the thing, like, I he's a good friend. I was like, I'm fucking funnier than this guy. <laughs> why? Why? Why is he able to do this and I can't? So I literally, like, the next, like, week I went up and, and uh, yeah, I just fucking loved it. But I was like, I should have done this, like, 10 years before. Yeah, yeah. I think I was same in college, thing. I should have done this. I told uh, Gavin Stevens that thing because he's, like, around the same age as me, if he's not the same age as me. And I remember saying, I remember him when he started out because I'd be going to c- clubs when I was, like, uh, 18, 19 years old, yeah. and he was like, maybe it was even 20, but he was like uh, starting out then. He was even on that CTV show and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And then uh, it was when he was a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. And then, so I saw him, I was like, you know, I was, I would go see you when you were starting, and that's when I didn't have the balls to go up and do it. And then eventually I just kind of like got busy with life and st- yeah. stopped going to clubs, but... But I went to clubs when I was younger all the time with the intention of eventually going Did you out. start after you had kids? Oh, like you, oh like yeah. When I, you had kids, you had never done stand-up yet. 
No, no. Okay. No. My kids I, are grown. Yeah I, I, yeah, I know, but I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. You only. You, I always feel like you've done it longer than me. I mean, like yeah. I know you, when you remind me that you that we've we've done it we've done it we start at the same time, it always I was like oh yeah that's right you haven't done it like yeah it was like I only did a few months longer than you that yeah, much. and then the, the I did the, my podcast even before I did stand up, like I did I, all right yeah like uh, my my closest to stand up before was like doing uh, wedding MCs and stuff like that, and you did that stuff before um, any of your kids were born. Uh, I did that my whole life. Like, yeah. I, okay, I yeah. Remember, so, like, so what I what I was trying to get at is that, um, you know, I started stand up is like the only thing I've done that is outward or performance or talking into a mic or anything like that. Like you've done you've done stuff like that in a, if you're emceeing a, a wedding and stuff like that. But it, obviously, it's not the same. But I've never done anything like that, and I think. I'm glad I did it before I had any kids because I, I, I don't think I would have ever – I don't think I would have done it after I had a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's uh, – that's probably why I stopped. Right. Like trying to pursue it, like even though like uh, – and then when the kids got older, then – Then you have more leeway and space. You yeah, you don't have as much – you got to run them around, but then – there's just less to do. Yeah. You're not, you don't have to keep them alive anymore. Right. right. <laughs> they're self-sustaining machines now. Yeah, they're not. When gonna... is that year? Can you tell me? What? I think nine. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I think at nine, they're That's pretty much closer. not going to die. Yeah. You, you you can help them survive by teaching them how to make themselves a sandwich and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Like, that's... Cause that's that, the like making a sandwich boom we're good like, yeah we're, yeah if a kid can make their own lunch you know which yeah. is pretty much like they can figure that out a lot earlier than parents let them yeah but uh it's like you can make your own goddamn lunch i remember as soon as i as soon as i had that revel revelation that my kids could make their own goddamn lunch and i didn't have to make their lunch anymore that was the best day was, <laughs> like, and the kids didn't like it and then they started of course eating. they did well, like, cereal for lunch yeah they started eating just handfuls of candy <laughs> in their lunch and stuff jesus they're still like that my daughter actually just to her credit because i i'm a terrible parent like i gotta admit like most of my parenting is like half-assed at best like i think i'm a nice guy as far as like, that brings you along quite, like, quite a bit i care very yeah. deeply for my children I, like i love them and i'll do anything for them but like we're not running strategy i don't have i'm not very strict <laughs> yeah I'm not very yeah. strict yeah so i go so my daughter says to me in the morning, she's like, um, what kind of thermos should I use for ice cream? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, she goes, do you think it'll be like frozen or you think it'll be like soup when I bring it to school? And I'm like, you're bringing ice cream to school? <laughs> and then, uh, like, I never even thought of it. It's just diabolical. Like, to me, I thought when she's saying it. That's amazing. I've never considered it. You yeah. Know? But like, I'm like, I'm like fuck yeah! You take that guy. Let's try it. It was yeah. Sherbert, eh? It was Sherbert. Right. She's like, uh, she brings it. At, so I'm like, uh, she put it in like a thermos, and yeah, she said it was perfect. She said it was great because it wasn't so frozen. It was a little bit. Wait, it didn't melt? I would have guessed it would have. No, it's like a steel, one of those stainless steel like thermoses. So it stayed super like 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 solid. Yeah, well, not solid. She said it was like if you, you know, you usually you're not supposed to eat your ice cream right away. You're supposed to let it stay out a little bit and then it'll oh. melt, and then it like just so that it's softer. Yeah, uh, she said it was like that. She said it wasn't That's soup. Really nice. It was just like so it did. 
It was like, and it was like three hours, right? Or whatever it is, like nine till noon. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. And she had it. So she says. So she was the talk of the town. She uh, said she yeah. would do it again. Yeah. She said she would do it again. <laughs> she was an influencer that day for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think when, but you know what? She's. She, no one saw her because it's COVID. You got to go oh, eat. Fuck. You got to go eat under a under a rock by yourself. Man. <laughs> that the, yeah. They're not allowed to it's be a medically hermeti- hermetically sealed rock. Yeah. yeah, she's eating ice cream, and now normally that'd be the talk of the cafeteria. Oh, so yeah, kitty and ice cream. You're like, where the fuck did she get the ice cream from? <laughs> what like, happened? Your father let you do that? Technology. You ever, you, those yetis. Those yeah. yetis would really work. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, yeah, and brick. the father is the main person in an issue there the, the parents i would let the kid do that but yeah is a 17 year old really a kid nope and can i stop this madness they she, can go to the store yeah. and go get ice cream if they want like i mean if i, I can't re- they have their own money they go to, they go to work yeah but in a thermos it's a spectacle that's that's a i just like the plan i like the way she thinks like i yeah. like the way she thinks that she's that's going smart. you know what ice cream can make it in a thermos yeah. like, she, the <laughs> fact that she's coming up with with schemes like that, I'm like, uh, for I, I, I can't not support them. If you got a crazy idea, I'm going to support it because it's co- it's just funny to me that right. you got you got that stuff. That's why they said you're supposed to let your kids uh, make decisions when they're young and then just live with the consequences of their decisions. I, I heard that somewhere. So I just like they would they said one thing you can do is like you can let them pick out their own clothes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I let my kids pick out their own clothes and they dress like idiots. And then <laughs> and I just let them go to school dressed like idiots. And then they then no one did anything. Like it didn't Yeah, it's like it's not all. yeah, that's the thing. Like a lot of things that we think especially when I'm when I'm uh having like conversations with my wife about like what's the right thing to do for for our daughter? Like is she going to grow up well if we do this or not? And I'm, I, and I'm just like most of the time this is not going to amount to any th- a thing of consequence. Like it's not nothing's going to happen. Like we we're we we're we we're going to make like I think it was like we we're going to make dinner and we we're like can we just like make breakfast for dinner? It's like no, we got to make something. Mm-hmm. And and I I I stop myself like why why the fuck not? We'll just make an egg. I'll just I'll just yeah. make scrambled eggs at midnight. Who cares? Like what is that going to change? And we just, you know. Yeah, she there, ate it and it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time it doesn't matter until the one time that it matters when it fucking matters. And then, and then, uh, it's the, the thing is, is like, uh, like I go to therapy now and then, and the, the, they, they haven't really dug into my childhood, but I know it's coming. Like I know they're eventually going to do it. Right. And I'm going to have to like, uh, uh, talk about things I'm supposed to be upset about from when I was a kid. Like who the fuck cares? But I guess maybe that bugs me somehow or it's a trauma or something. You know, I don't know. But uh, so then I'm thinking, well, at least my kids, they didn't like I didn't do anything like traumatic. I didn't beat them. I didn't like. uh, So then like uh, turns out one of my kids got to go see a person, too, for their stuff. And uh, then they're traumatized about stuff I did, you know. And then I'm like, I didn't know what I did, you know? And then they tell you, and it's like, this one story, this is one. This is an example. I'll tell you a specific example. Okay. I don't mind. It's like, I'm, I'm working at the bank, I'm working at the bank, and I I'm, I, I got to go pick up my kid off the bus. They're like, they're like uh, JK and SK. Yeah. You know, my kids got to get them off the bus. And uh, 
So I'm on the phone with the customer. The fucking person won't shut up. It's just keep, they just keep going on. So I, I finally, like, you know, you hang up. You race out. You're behind every tractor and school bus on the way home. You, I'm literally on my road. I can see the school bus dropping off my kid. And then I and then pull away. And then I drive to my house. I pull in the driveway. I go in. My daughters are both embracing each other and bawling their eyes out, right? Because they had walked in to an empty house. Right. And they it was like a minute tops, you right. know? But uh, that was still a, 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 like a laughter with a feeling of abandonment or whatever it is. Right. right. But the thing is, like, you're... she was traumatized by that experience because it was at the yeah. right age. She had to be the right age. Yeah. And the right time and the circumstance where she was looking for something and it didn't happen. And even though it was just a brief thing. Right. It like imprinted in her like uh, medulla oblongata or whatever, you know. That's the thing like, 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 you know. um, You're going to screw your kid up is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there's no, there's no getting around it. But, but it's, it's just, it's not. It's not. A, it doesn't have to be just because someone had trauma. Doesn't mean that anyone else was to blame, right? It it, it could be an honest situation, like like it doesn't have to be malicious or anything like that. But because you're a kid, because you're not practiced in everything, she hasn't done this a bunch of times, so she's not like, oh, okay, my parents aren't home. Like it, that would be a sign that she's mature. But literally, it's a sign because. You've done it before. Things have happened in your life before. Nothing has happened in these kids' lives yet. Right, right. So there's got to be something that's going to scare them. Right, right. Right? Just to think of, you know, you think of, like, us as cavemen and stuff. We're never going to, like, survive unless we're terrified of a spider. And that one time we saw this crazy-ass spider bite Gorg and he, like, you know, oh. uh, died of venom or whatever. God, the day Gorg died. It's, oh, it's, and, it, and it imprints on the whole, like, oh, shit, okay, we're, we're scared. And then that's trauma, but it's nobody's yeah. fault, I guess, the spiders. But No, it's true, too. And that's actually what uh, she told me when she said that the story came up. And... Uh, my daughter, she said the story came up, and then, and and I'm like, oh man, I ruined you, and you're like telling the therapist about me ruining you, Aww. like, and she's like, no, no, <laughs> she goes, there's no blame, like it's like it's just like you said, like yeah. she said the the way smart people talk about it <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is there was some oblongata in there, yeah, they go, yeah, um, it's not a blame thing, it's just a matter of like, yeah, it's just a circumstance and yeah. the fact that. You at that time, like you, you made a, your brain kind of gets kind of stuck on things yeah. you know, once in a while. They associate things with other things, you know. I still remember, uh, cause my, my wife's, you know, she's getting her PhD. So she's, she's pretty like, uh, smart brainiac, uh, person, but we have these like really cool conversations. I remember when, when, uh, our, our daughter was like, you know, uh, less than a year old and we kept having these conversations. We would like keep track of the things that, uh, the baby can do and or or can think about can possibly think about like what can this baby possibly think about well you can think about food and maybe shitting and you know some of these main things but then as she got bigger and we start we just had these conversations about what could this human being that's away from us as a distinct other person what could their what could they think about because they can't, they can't talk. So there's not a lot of things they can really think about, or what they are they're seeing in the world, and um, 
shit's gonna be scary. Like you know, I I put a um, I put a what was it a I don't know why I keep going back to spiders, but there was like a little lint ball of of like of of thread that was in my pocket, and I put it on my hand, and she was grabbing my hand like what what is that? And I was like, hey, look, it's it. And then she, I just put it down. It kind of jiggled in my hand. It was black, and she she like cowered in fear like I've never seen a human being cower. Cause she thought, I don't know. It was she's never seen a spider before in her life. It was just a squiggly thing that like shook in my hand. And she was like three. No, she... she was like she was like she was like a year old, maybe a little over a year. Oh yeah. So still like moving around, but like super pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scared of a piece of hair. Piece of fucking no, I'm hair. I'm never, I, I I said it and I I felt about it immediately. I no, no. I actually tried to scare her like uh, like a few months later. I was like, "Can you, you think she's gonna be scared of this?" So I like did it again, yeah, and well. she wasn't. Yeah, she was already. My dad's buddy would take his kids when they were small, and uh, like I remember the one kid is just terrified of the ceiling fan, like the shadows on the, on the <laughs> ceiling, you know? That's great. And then you can see the dad noticing that the kid's like terrified of the shadows, and he just kind of slowly puts them like closer and closer <laughs> to the fan to the, like, and he's The getting, sound too, man. Yeah, that's, ceiling that's, fans will yeah. freak out it's a kid really around a year and a half old. You can really fuck a kid up with a ceiling fan, you know? <laughs> like shadows will mess those kids up, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh... Yeah, he used to get off on like, or not get off, but you know, like he used to really enjoy watching his kids be scared shitless. You know, yeah, like it was funny. really funny <laughs> for him to, you know. But I'm not sure the kids are gonna think the same way uh, over the long period. But or they're probably talking to therapists, talking about yeah, how they the were scared stuff. out of their mind, and they saw this big giant dad laughing his head off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny though. It's a, it is funny. You see the Grinch things now that got out. Yeah, yeah. What's the, the Grinch thing? The, the pictures, Christmas pictures. Yeah, they got yeah. these Christmas pictures where they line these kids up for Christmas cards, and then uh, they got a person in a Grinch costume that sneaks up behind them and scares, the, fuck scares the living shit out of them. Usually doesn't do anything. He's just posing for the pictures behind them. They think they're in a Santa Claus thing, and then they the kids turn around and then. The Grinch is there, and as they notice it, they all like freak out. Is it like a freaky Grinch, or is it like the the Disney esque or whatever? No, like it's the, like the, it's the actual cartoon. It looks like the Doctor Zeus Grinch. It looks okay. like the Doctor Zeus Grinch. Yeah, like, but it's more, yeah, like the Doctor Zeus Grinch. I actually rented the exact costume um, for Christmas uh, for Van Dyke Christmas one year, and uh, my kids were huge fans of the Ron Howard, like Jim Carrey. Uh, Grinch. Yeah, yeah. I I also love that movie. I can recite every word of it. I've what watched so many I times. Wear? No yeah. way. <laughs> I love I love that that Grinch version, the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. And uh, so like that, that uh, my my kids loved it so much, and we watched it so uh, so many times that I decided to rent the costume for Christmas instead of going to Santa Claus. We're gonna have the Grinch. Have the Grinch. And my kids thought it was the best thing in the world, but like Charter's his kids <laughs> didn't ever watch The Grinch before. <laughs> you know, my just... sister's kid didn't watch The Grinch. You know, like they didn't it's know... weird it, out of context. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were absolutely like terrified. <laughs> like, at, like it was like I had I had gifts for them too, so I was handing them presents, oh, and they were like, fuck, "We ain't touching this." Shit. Oh, they were so scared. It was it was hilarious. Like, but <laughs> it was hilarious. But. uh 
I felt guilty, like in the costume. Like I immediately felt like, oh my god, this was a terrible idea. Like was it a co- was it a, is it a costume where you're sad on the inside and there's like a, you got a mask on so you're still smiling <laughs> on the outside? Yeah, you do have. I one love those. On your face, I yeah. love those because even because your body language might look like all sad, but there's a big so giant happy. smile on your face. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably fucked those kids up. Yeah, I, yeah, I must have. Yeah. It was pretty fun though to have that power. They know that you could really make kids go screaming. Like, it, well, it, you've like you haven't only, as you told in this story, um, or the previous story, fucked your own kid up, but you fucked other people's kids up. Yeah, that's yeah. They they were still related to me, but uh, I yeah I I regret that. That wasn't my intention. You can well, I, if you want to keep going. You could you could just get the same costume and be one of those guys that stands behind kids. Yeah, like when you see that, you've seen those things, right? Yeah, they're just running in terror. Yeah, and do you think that's like child abuse, or do you think it's? I thought it was funny. Funny, I really did. Yeah, like I'm, I'm torn. I think it is child abuse, and it's hilarious. Child, but abuse. some, yeah, some yeah. child abuse is hilarious. Yeah, it it depends. Like if it's you know crossing a line, but the idea is like what's the line? But I think if it crosses a line, it's not it's not funny. If but you pants, cl- if you pants your daughter. <laughs> At at uh, school or something like that, like you go to pick her up and you pants her at school. That's a lot. I mean, I, you're right. That is a line, a line, but that's also funny. It's funny, though. <laughs> right? Just terrible. I pantsed my daughter before. I always love doing that before she goes to bed. Like I have to take off her clothes to get her to in the into the bath, but. If I do it, I'm pantsing her. That's the only way I'm taking off those pants. So while she's playing, I just go boom, yeah. and she's like ah, and starts running around. It's fucking hilarious. But obviously, I gotta stop it. <laughs> There's gotta be an age where that's the last time. Yeah, I, do that. I know. I I have a I have a a compulsion that when my kids are gonna eat, eat an ice cream cone, push that I head. push it into their face. <laughs> And uh, my wife, too, if she eats a, a sausage on a bun, <laughs> nothing's going to get pushed in her face. I have to, like, hold it, it together. Like, because she will go to a wedding, and it's midnight buffet. Oh, you're And they'll have, like, a sausage or whatever, and she'll put it on, a, a you know, bread with the mustard. And it, it just as it goes to her to her face, bam, I just get I whack it into her mouth. The she is so angry, man. Like the angriest. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like she, is she should be the. And I, I <laughs> what a fucking wedding. I can't stop it. And then, like, I really once I know, and she'll even like see it coming sometimes. Like, or she'll be like, "Just let me eat my." Fucking. But I really want to eat this. <laughs> and then I'm like, "But shit. come on, just, you know, I just really want to pop uh, just a little bit. Like, I won't like smush it in too hard. Like, just a little. Just want to push it a little bit so that the." Mustard just messes up her lips. I didn't realize, but this entire show is just <laughs> questions of whether or not you're a psychopath. Stories. So am I a psychopath here? Yeah. The kids was funny though, because the when you yeah. were, when you had a little three or four year old kid, and you pushed the ice cream cone in their face. It's <laughs> getting it so. <laughs> the look on their face is like, it's like it's not so much angry. It's just more of confusion. Like, why would anyone do this? Thing? <laughs> Disbelief. Jeez. Yeah, they can't believe it. They yeah. can't believe that this is happening to them. Especially by the person they worship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that just made me laugh even more. Like that's wrong, right? Yeah, I think that crosses a line, and it's funny. I was just, I was just said before that I, I think if you cross a line, it becomes unfunny. Um, but you just proved me wrong. How about this? Your kid, uh, your kids, like you got to wake them up for school or something in the morning, and you just fart in their face. 
It's like a family guy. Good luck, Meg. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and it's like, but it's not abuse. But if it do, if you do it every day to him, if you do it every day, if you do abuse. it more than twice, I think, I think you, I think it's a football. I mean, uh, baseball rules, like three strikes, and we gotta call some child services. <laughs> My daughter, like went, one to each kid, you know, up, up to each kid. So you could do two to one and then two to the other. But I think if you hit three, yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. That's why you have multiple kids, though. You could have multiple times. That's true, right? Yeah, that's worth it, though. You can spread kid. out the pink eye throughout the, the yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh <laughs> uh, man, we've kept you guys pretty long. Oh shit, it is really long. This show. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, we man. so thank you for everyone that's uh, listened to this point in time. It's been a seamless conversation with Very you fellas. Seamless. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Went, we went wild. This is like a Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, sorry about that. Anyways, guys, thank you all for listening. If you've had a good time, and tell a friend. And if you'd like to, give us a piece of feedback. Do so at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com, or you can go to Instagram, Twitter, you know, just DM us on that stuff. We're Dutch Hall there. You can find us. But until next week, uh, or and you can f- uh, follow Justin, Justin. Uh, Justin G Comedy, uh, that's Instagram. Justin G Comedy on Instagram. And, uh. Other than that, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Thank you. Wow, I can't believe that went so long.